Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're getting in touch with our inner child by watching two Hindi language films about boisterous children. First up, a young cricket team is upset when a dog and his young owner move into their colony in 2011's Shalar Party from Vikas Ball and Nitish Tiwari. Then, after seeing an SRK-sponsored PSA, a young girl believes that Shah Rukh Khan will help restore her younger brother's eyesight in 2015's Danak from Nagesh Kukunur. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Well, Matt, we have almost reached the end of 2020. This year this, sucked. This is our second... <laughs> Not a good thing at all has happened ever. Can you think of one good thing apart from Felix? We hit a million downloads. I mean, that was good, but it was inevitable. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is our second last episode of 2020, and it's coming out... a. A week late, but that's because we had to shift around our December schedule for the next episode. So this we'll, one better be worth it. Yeah, we'll explain that at the at the end of the show. Uh, but before we get to that, there were some things we wanted to say. Yeah, just uh, some big news going on in India right now. There's a gigantic strike of farmers, uh, the largest strike in human history. I've heard it uh, heard it called, and uh, yeah, the farmers. Are, are being pressured by the government to change the way that they sell their goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, no, as of right now, they're able to sell them to kind of a collectively owned unit that guarantees prices. But the government wants to deregulate this, and just like deregulating anything, this is a terrible idea and will yep. not work for anyone except for rich oligarchs. Exactly. It will. It could potentially mean huge loss in profits for the farmers yeah they won't be guaranteed uh to be able to sell their goods at certain prices so they'll also have to play against each other Mm -hmm. and you know the sort of collective action like this strike (laughs) will be less likely to happen because they're being turned into you know individual units capitalism man sucks so we we just want to you know draw people's attention to this issue there'll be a link in the show notes yes aaron will put a link i'm sure that many people are aware of it and and we also want to say that we we support the strike and and the farmers Mm -hmm. so on that note uh we have some news to announce about biffle points uh we'll be doing that in the new year but there have been there's been an exciting development with biffle points matt Mm-hmm. Uh, one that that I know I'm personally excited about. Are you excited? I am excited. Okay. So we're not going to say what it is yet. We'll announce it in the new year. Uh, first episode in 2021. But we do want to encourage people. There is time to get in their biffle points. Uh, get to the get the easiest, reviews. Yeah, the easiest the way points. to get biffle points <clears throat> is to uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully or a good one. your pod catcher of choice though if you leave it on one that is not apple podcast please send it to us so we know that it exists Mm -hmm. uh i promise it'll be exciting and lastly uh before we get to chiller party we do want to acknowledge some of the serious allegations that have been made against vicus ball we've what a a bummer man (laughs) yes Uh, we, we knew about this before watching the movie but i was watching the movie and i was quite liking it and i said who directed this and then you said vicus ball and i was like well, he co-directed. Uh, so we do want Nitesh to... Nitesh Tiwari is good, though. Yes. We do want to 
acknowledge that there have been some sexual assault allegations made against Vicka's Ball. We've discussed it on the show before when, uh, I think when we had to talk about Super 30. And I think, it was around then, yeah. I think we had a, we had a very serious discussion about whether or not we would continue to discuss his films and, and films by other, um, men. It's always men. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, other filmmakers and actors and individuals, men in the film industry, um, who have had allegations made against them. And ultimately, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. Uh, film was a collaborative medium. Vicus Ball was only one of the people involved in the making of this film. Granted, he was one of the co-directors, so he was an important part of making the film, but you know, we also like Nitesh Tiwari's work and we like the work of all of these actors and like this is a fun a fun movie and so we want to acknowledge that this that, that these allegations exist but also you know a lot of other people put good work into this film and so we he should stop we also making want to acknowledge movies. that. <laughs> we we might look at his older films, but he should stop making movies and not be involved with the industry. Yeah, I think that's kind of that's kind of how I feel about some of these things is that you can't go back and unmake the movies, but you can't put the two. But when back someone in the continues to get work that that potentially comes becomes problematic. Then again, these are also allegations, so you know, nothing has been yeah, proven. I haven't heard anything about that for a while, actually, huh? So, anyways, uh, moving on now to our delightful movies. episode about children's films. With that fun <laughs> intro. We've been wanting to do this for a while, uh, partly because there are not a lot of movies. that We don't see a lot of Bollywood movies that seem aimed at children. No, there's like animated ones sometimes. We yeah. don't really watch those. Yeah, and a lot of the kind of like broader family-friendly <clears throat> movies are often romances among adults, maybe older teenagers, maybe younger 20-somethings, uh, but very few films that really seem targeted towards children and but, about children. But the other thing is that typically in every single time I've gone to see a Hindi film or any Indian <laughs> movie, really, at a theater... There's always kids, depending on what, like, doesn't matter what movie it is. Yeah. There's kids at Kabir Singh, and they, yeah. I probably told that last time, but they're like, why couldn't we go see Aladdin? And I was like, I get you, kid. Yeah. I would have wanted to go see Aladdin, too. Of all movies to take your kids to, Kabir Singh. So, in a way, every movie is a kid's movie. <laughs> well, I mean, Bollywood movies do tend to be rather... Broad. Broad, yeah. And, you know, to a certain extent for the whole family, but they can sometimes also be... Very, very violent. Everyone's about, favorite actor, Johnny Lever, is there for the kids. <laughs> and about topics that I don't always think appeal to children, like romance. I, I'm sure kids love the action stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, As we find out in uh, and, in Dunak. And there certainly are some movies that we've discussed that I think are totally appropriate for for children. And I think border on being outright children's films. Jagged Jagajasus is yeah. totally a kid's film. Uh, I think Barfi's up there as well. Like, Barfi's totally, yeah. totally entertaining. Who does? Um, the Krish films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, also totally, clearly for kids. I think the dance movies, like, could be for, like, an older kid who's into a dance. Yeah, but these movies... This, the, the stories in those are pretty straightforward, let's say. But these movies are about, like... 
unruly children. But these remind me a lot of kind of some of the kids' movies we saw growing up. I think Chillar Party is legit a kids' movie. Danak, I think, is a movie that just features children in it. Mm-hmm. Although, yes, apart from one fairly memorable scene, it also portrays a world where basically everyone's a good person except for cops and religious people, which, I mean, I can't really argue with that. Yeah. Maybe, these, maybe it is a kid's movie. Did these movies remind you of any of the kind of like fun kid adventures we would watch growing up? Oh, Chill Our Party is easily like the little rascals. Mm-hmm. There's even a dog and one girl. Yeah. Like it's a very similar sort of setup. And Danak, I mean, it could be kind of like, I don't know. Like I watched a, like Homeward Bound. I mean, that, that's obviously an animal movie. Mm-hmm. But a lot of movies about like someone going on an adventure. Um, Fievel, Fievel Goes West, American Tale, The Rescuers. Like a kind of road trip adventure movie. Napoleon mm-hmm. Dynamite, I guess, is kind of like that. Are you thinking of Little Miss Sunshine? No. Oh. I'm thinking this kind of had a similar sort of humor where it's just kind of a bunch of weirdos. Oh, I mean, okay. we'll get to it. But, like, I think what's interesting about these is that they're not based on uh, any properties that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. They're not based on books. They're not based on a comic book or a cartoon or something. It's just, well, what what could a bunch of kids get up to? What would a scenario with children be? Yeah. Um, which... And it really takes the point of view... Like, both of them take the point of, like, a child's point of view. Yes, I think he, literally in Chillar Party, the adult scenes are kind of shot in a weird way. That kind of reminded me of Gangs in New York, and I'll get into that later. <laughs> but, like, I think it's, I think it's uh, foregrounding the child action realistically, and then yeah. the adult world is kind of mysterious and weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, like, these days, um, a lot of, a lot of kids' films, like, I think probably because of the popularity of Harry Potter and also like superheroes and like whatever Robert Rodriguez does with this lava boy and shark girl thing. There's a new, there's with a new Priyanka one. Chopra in it. Yeah. There's a new one coming out. We are heroes. I think it's called, I think like there's often kind of science fiction or supernatural elements, Indian in the cupboard. Uh, Bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Kind of racist now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I was also thinking like the Goonies. Yeah, the Goonies is a good one. I was kind of yeah. thinking uh, the Disney 70s type movies, mm-hmm. like Escape to... No. <clears throat> is it Escape from Witch Mountain and then Race to Witch Mountain is the rock one? I think so, yeah. Yeah, or uh, Explorers, which I don't think was Disney. A Flight of the Explorer. Like yeah. that kind of... E.T. Si- Not Disney, but... 70s and 80s sort of um, kid adventure before... Everything had to be a franchise, and now they're all coming back again. Yeah, which is weird, but yeah, yeah. There, there's a well-worn tradition in Hollywood, at least in the past, not this past decade, but before. Yeah, where it would just be here's the kids doing stuff. So neither of these films kind of have some of those kind of genre elements. Also, they're both kind of set uh, in contemporary times. Two movies. I loved growing up were The Secret Garden and A Little Princess, mm-hmm. uh, which, are, which are both based on Frances Hodgson Burnett novels. So they're kind of set in the past. So, But this just kind of like, we don't see movies aimed at this level a lot in Bollywood, at least from what we've seen. So No, I mean, they're, they're such four-quadrant films usually that you might get some childish humor and things that a kid could appreciate. Yeah. But there's always like action and romance and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So we did want to discuss two of the best 
children's films They're that very highly I'd, regarded. Yeah, that I'd read about. They're both really good. And we're kind of going into a time, at least here in kind of North America, where you know we're going to holidays. Uh, where a lot Such of people, as they are. <laughs> a lot of people have time off, and everyone has to stay at home. So everyone's kind of at home with their families. So we thought it might be nice to discuss a couple of Hindi language films that you could share with your children or your nieces and nephews or children in your life. Do you know what's interesting about these movies? Okay, I take it back. I do think that kids would probably enjoy watching them. Yeah. But I don't think that adults would become obsessed with them. Because I do find it a little bit disturbing uh, with this Disney Plus announcement and stuff. How many adults are just interested in things that are specifically made for children? Mm. And also like reading YA books and stuff. I think there is kind of an infantilization in Western media that you can just watch superhero movies and Star Wars forever and you never actually have to engage with things that take place in reality. Mm -hmm. So like, I think if we got some of your nieces and nephews and they could read fast enough, like they'd probably like these. Well, and I will say what I find really refreshing about both of these films is that, is that they both have very strong social messages. Yes, but they're also not like the kind of nerd baby shit no. that people would get, a, like that, you know, YouTubers here would like stick their claim on, right? Like no one's going to make a Danak YouTube. No one's going to be like, what are the kids from Chiller Party up to? It's like, here's just a fun story. Well, yeah, an exciting story. Not always fun, exciting. Mm -hmm. Here's an exciting story about some kids doing some stuff. And I think adults would appreciate it kind of on the filmmaking level. Kids would appreciate it that kids are having an adventure. But it's not part of like the infantilization of culture. No. no. And I like that. No. Like I could kind of watch this movie and then set it down. And it's not like I'm going to be reading about it on Twitter and people are going to be arguing forever about like Dunak 2 sullied the reputation of Dunak 1 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so our first film was Chill Our Party. Chill Our Party reminds, it reminds me, me of what it was. It's, remember what Graham Morrison said about Spider Man's costume? That it's only adults who care, like, how he got into it, mm -hmm. and kids will just take it on face value. Like, yeah, he just wears that. You don't yeah. need to see a zip or whatever. This is that sort of thing where adults, as soon as they get into a, a subculture, I guess, of children's entertainment, mm -hmm. they ruin it. <laughs> whereas kids would just be like, yep. Yeah, they walked around a lot. It was a fun adventure. He got his eyes work. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, Chill Our Party is the first film that we're going to discuss. And this this film very much reminds me of like Penelope Spears' The Little Rascals or yeah. The Sandlot. Yeah. Which is, you know, about a Also baseball. about a dog. <laughs> yeah, about a baseball team and a dog. Here it's a cricket team and a dog. Uh, do you want to set up Chill Our Party for us? Sure. You keep saying that they're a cricket team, but I feel like they're just kind of a gang of... Fairly well-off children is the yeah. thing. There's one kid named Secondhand who <laughs> has to wear all of his clothes secondhand. But everyone else, like, I think they get along pretty well in this but colony. But that's, like, the horror is that he has to wear secondhand clothes. So then when they meet uh, they meet another boy, you know, that, that, that kind of sets up their privilege. They are privileged, for they sure. They are. And for the first half an hour of this movie, I hated Chill Our Party. <laughs> I thought the movie was, like, made well. But all the you didn't hate the movie. You hated the yeah. The, I hated the, gang. the the titular Chillar party. I thought they were a bunch of asshole children. And uh, you said like you know that they're going to come around and be nice. And I'm like, yeah, well, they're not coming off too well. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this came out in 2011. It's directed by Vikas Ball and Nitesh Tiwari, and this has a ton of uh, child actors as well as some uh, two character actors who you've seen a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So the the children are. Um, Irfan Khan. Not. With one R. Not. 
Jan Erfan? Yeah, not obviously um, the actor who unfortunately passed away earlier He did this not year. go through the to- teleporter is... and turn into a child version of himself. Yeah, this is a child actor who also has the name Erfan Khan. Yeah, uh, Sanath Menon, Rohan Grover, Naman Jain, and Vishesh Tawari. And so for some adults, there's Akash Daya, Shashank Shende, and Pankaj Tripathi, um, and Bidu. So, uh, but Pankaj Tripathi. And who is Bidu? Well, Bidu is the dog. <laughs> yes. um, I guess that's his actual name. Um, Pankaj... Oh, I don't know. I just put the. Oh, you okay? <laughs> it wasn't Bidu this, as himself. Uh, this film goes in our list of like great disclaimers yeah before movies because uh so a the dog... dogs were treated with love and attention or yeah but a dog came up on screen and said for the love of dog yeah yeah um Pankaj Tripathi in one of his pretty thankless early roles as a politician's crony who gets defeated by a dog he's great he is great. He's great here. Him and Nawazuddin Siddiqui did so much kind of like grunt work in extra roles and like smaller roles like, those two guys just deserve it, right? Yeah. Like, they put the work in. They're not star kids who get to be the stars of their first movie ever. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they they slogged it out in the trenches. And this is Pankaj Tripathi <laughs> cashing his paycheck. He does a pretty good job. But, like, He's great. this is all about the kids. Uh, so this uh, had some really good reviews, good box office. And it won the National Film Award for Best Children's Film, as well as the National Film Award for Best Child Artist and Best Screenplay original i will uh, say i looked this up like which child artist got okay. the award for best child artist and it, it pretty much went to the whole party it good the uh, whole they game. were all really good yeah which um, I, is is nice i feel like this was uh sorely missed for uh the my favorite award of what is it um the best film providing wholesome, wholesome entertainment. Best popular film providing wholesome yeah. entertainment. This is a hundred percent wholesome entertainment. I'm sure it do- another film won that. Year. I know, but like, it doesn't get more wholesome than this. We should also say it's a uh, produced by Salman Khan's company, and Ranbir Kapoor has a cameo in a promotional item number. It's not in the film itself. We had to watch it on YouTube, and none of the uploads we found had great quality. It also seems like Ranbir Kapoor danced around for 15 minutes and called it a day. Like. <laughs> He was not really involved in the production of this film. No. Yeah. No. Uh, so, Chillar Party is the name of a gang of children that live in this colony. And I'm not going to name all the children because there is like eight or nine of them. Yeah. But, and I didn't put all the actors' names in Yeah. There. So, we've got uh, Encyclopedia, who's a kid who's really smart. He's also very small. And I think he's kind of the leader, right? There's uh, Lakshman, a.k.a. Secondhand. Who is a kid who has to buy it, get everything secondhand from his older um, siblings because they don't have any money? Uh, there's Lucky, who's a Sikh kid who is hilariously very unlucky. Mm-hmm. So whenever he says something is going to happen, the opposite happens. There's Silencer, who's a kid that doesn't talk. Uh, Shaolin, who we don't want to talk about Shaolin. He, I don't know, he's kind of a racist stereotype. It's weird. Mm-hmm. He pretends he's Chinese. Uh, toothpaste, uh, she's a girl who they all are interested in because she's on TV and ads, but all the kids are too small to be, like, attracted to her, which I guess is probably better than The Little Rascals where Spanky and uh, Alfalfa were both in love with Darla. And I also thought that was kind of weird. Like, they're six. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and, yeah. I don't remember the other kids. This is not my best work. <laughs> but there are a lot of kids, and they all have kind of, like, a little gimmick. Yeah, they all kind of have one personality trait. They all they call the colony that they live the Cartoon Network because everyone who lives in it 
is kind of over the top. Mm-hmm. There's various uncles who hang out on their balconies and kind of give them shit for losing a cricket all the time and just like dunk on them. Uh, there's a guy named Googly who mm-hmm. uh, um, has a woman's voice. Played by Akash Daya. Yeah. yeah. So uh, his thing is, yeah, he literally, they've just dubbed over his voice with a woman's voice and he can't get a job because he um, just confuses people. It's a fun gag that I think works in a children's film. I yeah. don't think it would necessarily work in in a film made for adults. It's also I, not transphobic or anything. It's no. It's like more like a movie convention that yeah, he just has a lady's voice and they like everyone deals deals with it. Yeah, it's interesting to see that as a plot point here when uh, they would make a whole movie out of it with Dream Girl. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they hang out, they play together, they. Uh, try to beat the other team of cricket from some other colony where all the kids are way bigger. Yeah. And they just have kind of a fun existence. Uh, this new kid moves in. His name is Fatka, played by Irfan Khan. And uh, he is drastically poorer. Yeah. Uh, he is essentially a street kid who the uh, manager of the colony hires to wash everyone's cars. And he himself lives in an abandoned car just outside of the colony with his dog, Bidu. And at first, this is where I hate a chiller party. At first, they're like, okay, there's another dog in the colony, and she poops on the cricket yard. And we hate her because we don't want to step and poop while we're playing cricket. They call her loose motion. Yeah, they call the dog loose motion. Um, so chiller party's like, not another dog. And it's, I think Lucky said, another dog will never move to yeah. uh, our colony. And then he did. Uh, so they they look at this orphan boy who lives outside, and they're like, we need to get this guy out of here. Let's do pranks on him. Let's steal his dog and trap it inside of a car, and he just freaks out and starts crying. Let's do all sorts of horrible things to this you know, slum dog child to make him leave our colony. And I was like, you, you assholes. I hate you, chill our party. You're a bunch of dicks. But eventually they realize that like this kid is cool because he's also good at cricket. Yeah. That's kind of his in. And then they become friends. And then... And he has friends. He has friends. And also... And then they all love Bidu. They all love Bidu. Uh, they, the parents don't like this because the um, slum kid, uh, Faka, is kind of crass, I guess. And his, yeah. his mannerisms rub off on the other kids. Uh, the funniest part in the whole movie is uh, when one of the kids is asked who Gandhi was. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, he's the cool dude that kicked out the British. And, like, that's the sort of thing Faka would say. And I believe that's my favorite kid who's, like, the Hollywood kid. Mm. Who also, his thing is that he doesn't wear underwear. <laughs> and this comes up later. Um, he, he's like a like a showbiz kid. Yeah. Um, so the parents also don't want the kid to stay around. And um, wouldn't you know it, there's a minister named B-Day who visits the colony to cut the ribbon on a playground or something. And his uh, crony, played by Pankaj Tripathi, kind of gets into a fight with the dog. And this becomes news on TV. They're there watching this man get attacked by a dog. And so the minister uses this as a way to get more publicity by saying, okay, we're going to get rid of all the street dogs in Mumbai. Mm-hmm. And then chill our party. Kind Unless of, you can get like an NOC. Yeah. You can get an NOC, which is a document saying that everyone, well, at least 51% of your colony is fine with keeping the dog around. 
and Chiller Party kind of bands together. They get toothpaste involved. She helps. And they try and figure out ways to get everyone in the colony to sign this document. That doesn't work. So then they approach the media. That doesn't work. So then they have this big uh, civic action where they all walk around in their underpants and they convince probably like 500 uh, boys to walk around in their underpants and protest. And this all kind of culminates in a TV um, debate with the minister over, you know, civic dis- civil disobedience kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, after that, I did love Chiller Party. <laughs> I-, I just thought, I can't think of a kid's movie that has so openly talked about um, class. Because like, mm-hmm. they're trying to save the dog, but really they're trying to save the boy, right? Yeah. Like, they all like this boy. He... Uh, sits outside in his car getting a fever and chills because he doesn't have any medicine. He doesn't get any food. So, like, really, they're trying to help their friend. And they're, there's such a gulf in between them because they're, like, relatively well-off and live in houses. Well, an apartment. And then he has nothing. And the dog kind of becomes the symbol for mm-hmm. how they want, you know, to help out their friend. And he's a very cute dog. He's a very cute dog. And it's also just kind of a... Really heartwarming story about friendship and, you know, the ways that children can actually make a difference in the world and how civil disobedience is good. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I think it's a really charming film. I think all these child actors are doing really commendable work and child Mm -hmm. actors can sometimes be grating. They don't mug Uh, for the camera except for the one kid who does all the time. And he was my favorite. <laughs> well, but that's also kind of that's his, his thing. That's his thing. And that's yeah. his personality. But there's just like, I think you feel a real sense of camaraderie and friendship among this this group of boys. And I think kind of that the the arc of watching them become friends with Fatka and welcome him into their group and Fatka kind of for the first time having a group of friends or the first time that we know of having a group of friends where, you know, like... They embrace him, and there's a sense of belonging. I think that's like it's a lovely thing. It's it's a film about friendship, and the film about kind of realizing that not everyone in the world is maybe as well off as you are. Mm-hmm. And and I think these are like I think these are things that children can really relate to. You know, friendship and the importance of it, and kind of getting into hijinks, but also that is paired with kind of this idea of developing a social consciousness of, Mm -hmm. you know, caring about other people in your society who aren't as well off as you are and learning how to be an activist. Like this is a, this is, you know what this kind of reminded me of? And I think I said this to you at the time. It's kids wrong to Pisanti. No. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, it kind of is. But it kind of reminded me of Newsies, which sure, I admit yeah. I just saw for the first time, and which I also admit. And we listened I to did... a podcast about Newsies. Yeah, I don't know why. It's in the, well, it's like 20 years old or something now. It's, right. It's kind of back and people who saw when they were kids are talking about it again. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I listened to it from the other room and I thought it sounded stupid. Yeah, I didn't, I really didn't <clears> like <throat> it, but the... The thing that I did admire about it is that it's a kid's movie about labor rights. Mm-hmm. Made by the Disney Corporation of all people. Of all people. Uh, so, yeah, when it, when, it kind of, when it got to like the big protest and, and getting all the boys together, I did kind of think of like newsies. It's also, this movie, the kids are the perfect age, like from, I don't know, like six to... I think they're about 11. Eight. Yeah. 
Some of the really little guys aren't. Mm. If you're like five or whatever, you're you're too small to really have a friend. Like, yeah. you can have a friend, but it's not like you don't have that kind of autonomy. Yeah, like you you're mostly with your parents all the time, and like you could have a play date or something. I guess you would do that now, or you might run around outside. But like the age they are, they're not into puberty yet, so it's not mm-hmm. like they're fighting over who gets a date toothpaste or whatever, or there isn't like a weird horny kid or something. That is just kind of distasteful. It's more like, yep, they're at the perfect age to just kind of have an adventure and care about things. But it's also never tinged with, like, coming of age. I don't think these yeah. children do come of age. They they remain, like... No, they're children. They, they, they continue not, to be children. They're not adolescents. Yeah, they're not, they're not, like, abandoning childish things. They are still children at the end. They're just children who, you know found a cause that they believed in and worked on it. But yeah. it's not the kind of stereotypical thing you see all the time of kids... You know, oh, we got to be adults now or whatever. Uh, and I like that because I think that's actually fairly rare to see too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's like that's one of the most charming aspects of this film, clearly. Uh, what did you think of Bidu? And where does Bidu rank on our Bollywood dog rankings? Now, I think the scale is like... Tuffy is number Tuffy, one. Tuffy's number one. Like Tuffy's the best dog. Mm-hmm. And the dog that gets thrown out of the window in Sacred Games is going to be like. I mean, I don't the think. I don't think that. <laughs> That's our scale. <laughs> he himself is a bad dog. But he did come to a bad end because some guy threw him out a window. But that's that's our scale of Bollywood dogs, okay? Somewhere in there, there's like Pluto from Dildadaknado, I think kind of closer to the, to the tuppy. Beto's high up. Yeah. Beto's a, you know, high draft prospect. Not quite tuffy because he doesn't like referee the cricket game. No, he's not like a genius dog or a god in dog form. Doesn't listen to music on his headphones. He's just like a nice dog that everyone likes. So like that's gotta count for something in this crazy mixed up world. Yeah. Just being a good dog. He's just an adorable mutt. Yeah. And I think, oh God, when he's locked in the car and can't figure out how to that get out. That is the worst scene. Is, yeah, it's the like... I'm still not going to forgive them. Like It's the Atreyu, uh, yeah. Artex. And they're all watching it. Like, Encyclopedia has his parents' like car keys and is able to open the door whenever he wants. But they all watch. But they thought kid. it would be fun. And then they're like, oh my God, the, what we're doing is horrible. Yeah. They all watch this happen and they like start walking away. And the encyclopedia is there the whole time. And he finally lets it lets the dog out. And also, Fekka had spent all of his money to buy a bone for his goddamn dog for his dog's birthday. Because dogs are man's best friend. I know. It's just, it's just so cruel. Yeah. And I will never fully like love the chiller party because they're monsters the fact that they thought that that was a good idea but then when they made fake poop that's kind of funny but then then they all work together everything but then they all work together and then they love him and he becomes their big cause they try to they try so hard there's just always going to be a small core of resentment in me at the chiller party i think the people i resented in this film more were the adults who, for some reason, none of them decide to take Fatka in and say, like... Even Googly Googly got a job out of this thing. Yeah. Oh, Googly. Googly is such a lovely character. Googly, you know, Googly... It's a pretty broad... It's weird that it's hanging out with a bunch of kids all the time, though, right? Okay, but, like, it's a really... It's weird that he does that. It's a bit of a broad <clears throat> joke. Like, okay, attractive man with a woman's voice. But the film treats that character so tenderly. Yeah. Like, and then the way that, like, Googly and Fatka kind of, you know, 
Faka kind of says to Googly, like, oh, have you thought about, like, getting a job on radio? Like, no one can see you then. And then radio Mirchi, it's hot. Yeah, and then that works for Googly. And then Googly helps the colony, like, see the value in Faka. And it's just... Yeah, they have this big party. And he's like, I only got this job because that guy right there. Yeah, and it's just really sweet. But, like, why does no one, like, take this kid in and give them, like... Maybe it's him, hard like, to adopt a, Maybe and... it's hard to adopt a child. I don't know. Maybe, but he's also, like, a kid living on the street. Like, give him bed to sleep in and some food they have a shed like they have a shed that they hang out in yeah he could live in the shed at least instead of a car that only two of the windows roll up yeah yeah so that's like the thing that got to me but i do really like how this film takes very much like a child like a child's perspective yes this is where gangs in new york comes in right okay Okay. so where are you going with this? there is a weird sort of texture to some of the scenes with the adults where it's really it's almost like there's vaseline on the lens or something and it's also very bright okay and to me this recalls the beginning of gangs in new york where it is a real stylistic departure from the rest of the movie like you have these larger than life people in this crazy battle but when you realize that it's Leonardo DiCaprio remembering what it was like when his father would have this battle. It's the it's the way a kid would perceive the world. Okay. Just this crazy over-the-top thing where people are getting like launched into the air and arms being ripped off and stuff. In this, it's what? it's children not understanding adult politics and things. Okay. And they're just like... That's there are kind a of, lot of like low angles. Yeah. Well, yeah. the kids are being shot normally, but yeah, the adults are shot, you know... From the from from low to make them look big, and it's kind of like a gossamer filter over things, and it's almost like in Peanuts cartoons when the mm-hmm. adults just talk in trumpet voice. A lot of the time, the kids don't care what they're talking about. Peanuts is a perfect comparison for this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that works too. It also has a beloved dog. Yeah. So there's my gangs in New York thing. I don't care if you don't agree. Um, I think it's a weird comparison, but I agree with what you're saying about chill our party and the way that kind of like the adult interactions and the child interactions are kind of framed differently and the lighting seems a bit different and the focus is off like it's actually just really disconcerting to look at and i don't know if this was netflix Mm. being netflix and just kind of stomping on the stream and making it look bad i mean it didn't look great no but yeah It, it was a weird stylistic choice if indeed that's what it was or if it was just netflix being bad at delivering visuals that Mm -hmm. might be it too Mm -hmm. seeing this um i'm wondering how you feel like it potentially connects to these two directors filmographies because kind of since this film both directors have gone on to be pretty successful uh with properties that i think kind of feel like a natural extension from this so super 30 is in this ballpark super 30 is in this ballpark that's that was the film i was thinking for because ball but for natesh tawari to kind of go and then do dangal he's got to work with kids there's kids in that movie yeah and then also chichore i didn't see that one oh you didn't see chichore no you did uh it's again also about like a group of friends they're much older it has more of a coming of age thing but again like a group of friends getting up to hijinks so Mm -hmm. this to me kind of fits pretty naturally in Tawari's filmography. It was interesting watching the and again, credits like, to this. The girls in Dangal, like, I mean, he found two fantastic actresses, four fantastic actresses really yeah. played those girls over two different ages. Um, but again, I think the way that like, I don't know, I think he kind of gets the dynamics of like children or mm-hmm. young people and 
Yeah. And the credits in this, there's uh, kind of just like bloopers of kids crying or freaking out. <laughs> like, it does seem like it would be kind of a difficult shoot with that many small children. Yeah. Especially when there's 500 of them rocking around in their underwear. <laughs> that must have been just like a logistical nightmare. Do you think you would have liked this movie as a kid? Would you show this movie to any kids you know? Again, if they could read fast enough, sure. Yeah. I think we would show it to kids. Would I like it myself? We did at one point float having one of my 13 nieces and nephews on this episode. Then there was a pandemic. Uh, but then also there has been a pandemic. <clears throat> and also I thought it was kind of like, I thought I thought it might be putting them on the spot a bit much. Because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes when we watch movies with my nieces and nephews and I ask them what they think about them afterwards, they don't have a half an hour's worth of content. No, they're like, it. it was good. Who did you like? I was sad when Beth died. Yeah, that was Little Women. That's it. <laughs> That's all the critique you're going to get out of a six-year-old. Yeah, so as cute as we thought it would be, but then also having to keep up with the subtitles. So then we would have had to ask one of my teenage nieces or nephews. Uh, and and they, this is kind of out of their range. They really don't want to talk to us. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're too cool for us. Yeah. Would I have liked this when I was little? I don't know, maybe. <clears throat> I like to think that I would have liked it. I think I would have. But I don't know if I would ever come across it. Also... I would have to time travel to get to 2011. I really, I mean, I will admit, like, this is mostly a group of guys, and I kind of preferred movies about girls growing up, because I am a girl. Uh, but I did like movies about groups of friends. You know, I liked, I liked things like Now and Then, and I liked The Sandlot a lot. I never really watched Goonies that much as a kid. That was an 80s thing. Yeah. This doesn't do a lot of gross-out humor like you would get in a Western movie. I mean, they no. do make fake poop to try and implicate the dog in something. But it's not gross. And in fact, they said that um, Encyclopedia is like, oh, we forgot to put the smell of farts in there. <laughs> that threw it off. That's how he you knew. Know, that's you know how I he love knew, fart jokes. That's how he knew it wasn't real poop. Okay, um, so we recommend Chill Our Party. Watch yeah. it with any small humans in your life who can either keep up with subtitles or speak Hindi. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Yeah, so we're going to We have play, an interval first. <laughs> yeah. We're going to play a song from uh, Chill Our Party called Chate Bate. And here it is. This episode of Bollywood is for Lovers is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton Presents, Igniting Innovation, a new podcast series on the evolution of Edmonton's tech startup scene. Emily Rendell Watson explores how startups and investors are coming together to build what's next. You'll hear the stories of entrepreneurs, new and experienced tech investors, and those who are working to support the sector. Search for Igniting Innovation in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the app of your choice. You can also find it at presents.taprootedmonton.ca. This episode is also sponsored by the Edmonton Community Foundation's Well-Endowed Podcast. On episode 85, Millennial Set Trends, correspondent Emily Rendell Watson, again, explores some of the trends that millennials are setting. We meet Kim Wynn, a plant stylist at Botanifal, and Linda Wang, a blogger and social media guru, to find out how they've embraced certain millennial trends. 
This is the fourth and final episode of the 2020 Vital Signs series. Previous topics in this series have focused on millennials and technology, millennial activism and engagement, and millennials and money. For more information on the Well Endowed Podcast and the Edmonton Community Foundation, check out thewellendowedpodcast.com. So that was Chate Bate from Chalar Party. So next up, we have Danak, which translates to rainbow. However, from what I understand, that's not really a great translation for the word. Because keep saying they're going to see the rainbow at night. Well, I guess like it has more to do with like light and colors than it does with rainbow with rainbows. But it was translated as rainbow. I mean, it probably has to do with the fact that the kid can't see. Yeah, because he wants to see like yeah. the light. Anyways, came out in 2015, directed by Nagash Kukunur, and it stars Krish Chabria and Hetel Gada. It played at the Berlin International Film Festival as well as TIFF, and I believe it also played at the India Film Festival of Alberta, which is where I first heard about it because we were planning on going and it just kind of didn't work out. We couldn't make it. And so kind of since then, I've always wanted to catch up with the film. Yeah, this is not a Bollywood picture. This is kind of a indie film. Yeah, this is more of like a parallel cinema yeah. thing. But it's in Hindi and also it touches on Bollywood. Yeah, Bollywood itself shows Bollywood up quite itself. a bit. Bollywood itself. Yeah. Uh, so it won the Crystal Bear Grand Prix Award for Best Children's Film at Berlin, which is like a pretty big deal. Berlin is a big, big film festival. And it also won the National Film Award for Best Children's Film. So both of these won that award. The plot is very straightforward. Uh, Hatel Gada plays a young girl named Pari. She's probably about 10, I think. Yeah, maybe 11. Maybe 11. Uh, and she has a younger brother named Chotu. He's like eight or nine. Yeah. And he, yeah, he, it's like right before his ninth birthday. And Pari has promised him that he will see again by his ninth birthday. Big promise, by the way. <laughs> he, Out of nowhere, she says that I will cure your blindness. Yeah. He has gone blind. We kind of eventually find out in the film that he went blind when he was around four uh, because of malnutrition. Which I didn't know you could have happen. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, their parents died in a camel accident, as I recall, because they're in Rajasthan, so very desert-type place. Unlike the Chalar party, these two kids are not very well off. They live in rural Rajasthan. Their aunt and uncle take care of them. Sort of. Sort of. Their aunt doesn't really want much to do with them and doesn't want to pay for the operation that could... uh, that could fix Chotu's eyes. Mm-hmm. But Pari is really, you know, she's she cares about her younger brother. She's really committed to this. Mm-hmm. Pari is a fan of Shahrukh Khan, but Chotu is a fan of Salman Khan. And I'm wondering, so like he went blind at four. And I think he mentions maybe having seen a movie once, but... The last movie he saw was Dabang. Yeah, so he remembers what Salman Khan looks like. Even five years later. Yeah. But does he know what Shah Rukh Khan looks like? Like, he doesn't like him because he thinks that Shah Rukh Khan's all romance movies where he wants action. Yeah. Yeah. He likes Salman Khan partly because the last film he saw before he went blind was Dabang. And also Salman Khan is all action, beating up guys. And That's what an Shah... eight-year-old wants. Yeah. And Shah Rukh Khan is all romance. So that's obviously what his sister would like. So every day on their way to school, they flip a coin and... And whoever wins gets to tell kind of the plot of 
a movie of one of their favorite heroes. So if Chotu wins, they get to talk about a Salman Khan film. If Pari wins, they get to talk about a And they kind of make it up. Like they... Yeah. It's like based on things from movies that they've seen or maybe heard about. Yeah. Uh, But like they're just... This is a nice thing that they do to entertain themselves. So one night they go to see Force with John Abraham. Mm -hmm. And outside the really uh, kind of makeshift cinema hall uh, where, you know, kind of... They just sit. There's a digital projector on onto a bedsheet. Yeah, and everyone just kind of sits outside on the ground. Uh, but there's plenty of movie posters plastered up outside. Pari sees a poster with Shah Khan's face on it, kind of encouraging eye, eye, eye donations. After you die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, encouraging people to kind of check that, that donor card yeah. uh, so that their eyes can be donated. Uh, that you should, don- you should donate yours, but mine are not worth it. Yes, I probably should. Do- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You have bad eyesight. <laughs> yeah. Mine are not worth it. Yeah. So it's just, and we can't even really tell if like Shah Rukh Khan officially endorsed this or if the the people trying to encourage uh, eye donations uh, just kind of put his yeah. on it because it just looks like it looks like a little he's been photoshopped out yeah. of uh like the kabi kushi kabi poster yeah it is not official looking yeah but pari sees this and you know he's her favorite star and he she really wants to fix her brother's eyesight so she takes the poster and then she starts writing shower khan letters and she asks uh, a man in the village if he will put the stamps on the letters and send them for her and he does but she starts dropping off a letter every single day Mm -hmm. and (laughs) that's 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 a lot of stamps this guy's busy it's a lot of stamps he can't be mailing a letter every day and he also knows that that her aunt is not actually keen on springing for this operation Mm -hmm. so she eventually discovers that the letters are not being sent Choju's birthday is getting closer and closer and that's when she finds out that Shah Khan is actually in Rajasthan filming a movie. But he's kind of like on the other side of the province. He's so, playing a Rajput with a big mustache. Big mustache. So she and Chotu take off on foot and travel across Rajasthan so that they can meet Shah Khan and he can help Chotu get the operation. What's the first thing they do? They Go walk back. in the completely wrong direction. <laughs> in the wrong direction. I love that. That is what... A ten-year-old and an eight-year-old be able to pull off. Yeah. So right. The- In fact, at one point, Chotu says, "I'm blind and I'm not even nine. Why did you trust me?" <laughs> so the bulk of the film is this uh, this road trip is them kind of walking across the state and getting into adventures and kind of learning about the world and and hoping that at the end of all of this. They'll meet Shah Rukh Khan. is a bit like the wizard yeah, in the Wizard the of Oz. Wizard, he's the this. Wizard of Oz. I was just about to say that. Yeah. So I guess, so who do they run into? Okay, they run into a wedding party. Yeah. Then Where Chochu's have... singing really impresses them. And yeah. there's another... Chochu's a good singer. There's he, another kid. Yeah. And him and yeah, Shamsher, I think, is the kid's name. They kind of become friends. And they eat a lot of uh, candy and get stomach aches. Yeah. And uh, just generally hang out at this wedding. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, then... They get caught up with like a religious group. No, then they get picked up by a truck driver. Oh no, the truck the truck driver's first, I think. It doesn't matter the Yeah, order. they run into this truck driver who also likes uh Shah Rukh Khan movies mm-hmm. and he said ev- basically everyone on the way says like, "Oh, I knew that Shah Rukh Khan was coming too, and I, but I couldn't go cuz I was either yeah. driving a truck, I had to go to a wedding, I'm a religious figure." 
<laughs> like they all have an excuse why they couldn't go, but they all wanted to. Yeah, truck driver is very nice. Points out that they're going in the wrong direction. Gives them some water and gives some them food. a lift. Uh, then yeah. they get in with a religious organization. Yeah, there's this religious organization uh, that they kind of get caught up in, uh, and they meet this kind of female like guru who uh, is very clearly an actress. Yeah, she went to acting school and met Shah Rukh Khan there. And she says, when you meet him, tell tell him that I think Vipa yeah. says hello. Uh, then they almost get kidnapped by child traffickers. And that's kind of the <laughs> that's darkest the That's the craziest part of the movie. Of the film. What, Although before they meet the child traffickers, they meet... Um, a cop. No, an American. Oh, yeah. there's But a cop, they... Uh, Chotu gets like some kind of snack. Yeah. And then they're supposed to get on a bus to uh, Jelsimer, I think. And the cop stops them and is like, hey, where's your parents? And then one of the religious guys helps them yeah. out. But he's the cop just steals a bunch of the food. Yeah. So like like I thought, like cops and religious people, because the religious guy is in on this child trafficking thing, um, like never talk to them. They're not worth your time. Yeah. But the American guy is he's very a dude annoying. walking across the world in Crocs, trying to convince people to give love a chance. There's a and really bad song. Stop all the bombs. Yeah. Anyways. Uh... Yeah, so a lot of lot of misadventures until there's they a, finally get to the film set. But there's also a guy who went crazy after not being able to drive his truck anymore. Mm-hmm. So now he walks around pretending to drive a truck. Yeah. And he saves them. <laughs> uh, I thought this was a lovely film. I think the dynamic between these two kids uh, is really delightful and also feels really honest with how siblings care for one another but also kind of hate one another yes so i was thinking of the movie anand while we were watching this yeah and why that just didn't work is because anand is presented as this saintly figure who's never done anything wrong he's the nicest person in the world and yet we're sad when he dies or whatever but like chotu all he can he only thinks with his stomach. He constantly gets into problems. He fights with his sister all the time. He uh, is kind of a pain in the ass, and he's blind. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's not... He's a, he's a likable character because he's always kind of doing it with a smile and he's cute and stuff. But, like, he's not just, like, a perfect child that you want to see everything get fixed for. Yeah. He's, like, a realistic child who would occasionally be annoying. Because mm-hmm. all children are annoying sometimes. Both of these performances are very, very good. These kids... I legitimately thought that the kid who played Chotu was actually blind. Because yeah. I thought he did such a good job. Yeah. Yeah, and he's... I mean, he's really good at being kind of, like, likable, but also super annoying. But not, again, like, in an annoying child actor way. Just in a way that, like... A real child is... A right. real child is sometimes annoying. Yeah. And, and Pari has a lot of personality. She's not this kind of self She's the cutest child I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> She's not this self-sacrificing sister who, you know, is kind of sacrificing everything. I said sacrificing twice, but you know what I mean. Like, sacrificing everything for her brother. And like she is super... sacrificing her grades, though. She's very smart, but yeah. she keeps getting bad grades so she could stay in his, in his class. Yeah. But I think you feel for her when she's just, you know... She's trying to get there and she believes in this so much and she just wants to help her brother, but her brother at every turn is making it difficult for her. Yeah. I got to get some food or I got to go to the bathroom (sighs) or... Yeah. Yeah. This is a lovely little film. You know, it's kind of like planes, trains, and automobiles, actually. Sure. Okay. (laughs) He's the John Candy and she's the Steve Martin and they're just trying to get home. Well, in that they're trying to get home. But like, yeah, just one of them is just kind of... His baser impulses always go off. He's always going to eat something or, 
Yeah. I've noticed that about children. They're always hungry. They want to eat food. It's like, come on, we're having an adventure here. Just <laughs> eat food when we get there. Yeah, I think... Oh, God. Who was your favorite weirdo? Oh, my favorite weirdo. I I really liked the wedding. All the characters at the wedding. So both kind of the... um, The guy who... The singer at the wedding... Uh, and just like how excited he is for Pari and Chotu and, and Chotu singing. And he's just like so excited to sing with this kid and then introduces him to his own son. And at first, and I that think, kid's a jerk. At first, his son is like, doesn't want to hang out with his stuff. And his he dad's says, like, like, hey, like, hey, blind bat. Like, and his dad whacks him, like, hey, yeah, don't call him that. But then, like, over the course of that evening, they become really good friends. And they decide too much. They decide to make food. a house out of uh, candy. Yeah. And, like, Ladu's are the floor and Jalabi's are the windows. I think that's really fun. I don't know. Who is your favorite weirdo? Mine is the guy who met Shah Khan and, like, has a cup that Shah Khan used. <laughs> and he lets people take pictures with the cup. And then he also lets people take pictures with his own picture of him and Shah Rukh Khan. <laughs> and he's like kind of got his own little side business doing that. Yeah. I and also... he also is just like, yeah, if you walk three kilometers that way, you'll be able to get to a village. And then just never thinks like, oh yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of adults just like letting the children go on their way in this. It's like, they seem to know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, I also really like the two women um, that kind of intercept them from the child traffickers. So there's kind of a, a younger woman who pulls a gun on like a on, musket or something yeah on the traffickers and she doesn't know what they're up to she's essentially just trying to rob them she could have uh, she stole the van like she yeah. could have just driven in there yeah that's true <laughs> uh and then in her village there's an older wise woman who is also blind yeah is also blind who who i think i think is, impl- is an important figure to have in the film because she you know we want chotu to get his eyesight back but she also speaks to how you know having a disability it's like not the being end of the blind, world. Yeah. yeah it's not a bad thing like she's happy for it mm-hmm. uh and and again like you know she i don't know those two women are just like they're very strong feisty women that they meet in the desert and i really liked them yeah and they're not in the movie that long either they're maybe, not in the movie maybe no. 10 minutes yeah there's kind of like a village I, i'm not even sure who they were like the, the one lady's out there robbing people. Like, I was kind of thinking, are they Dakowitz or something? Yeah, they feel a bit like nomads. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, like, over the course of, you know, this adventure through Rajasthan, they kind of meet all these different kinds of people who I think in some way represent different kinds of people in India. And also one set of child traffickers. Yes. In what is a fairly, like, terrifying scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's... Okay, but here's the thing. So, like, would you show this movie to a kid? I don't... Yeah, I I don't know. I think that scene is a little scary. Yes. But I don't think... It's so lacking details. It lacks enough detail that, again, like, they're just just bad men trying to kidnap them. We don't know what they're doing, but... Yeah. I think that makes it worse. Yeah, but I don't... I don't think it is so... It's hinted at more than anything else. Or like... Like this is um, not Law and Order SVU. We're not entirely sure what they're doing. But also the fact that it is so kind of commonplace. And also... Actually every adult... No. There's a similar thing. A lot of adult males are just failing these children. And a lot of adult women are helping them. But like... Authority figures. That's it. Mm Because the cop steals their food. And then a guy from the religious group kind of sets this whole thing up. So it's it's showing that like 
individual people not connected to larger systems are good. And then there's also Shah Rukh Khan, but whatever. But there's also like a similar um, minor child trafficking moment in Bajrani Bajan, which mm-hmm. is a film I wouldn't hesitate to show children. I think that one is pitched more at kids. Well, this one is too. No, I think this one's pitched more at kids. Yeah. I guess kids would probably be bored if Nawazuddin Siddiqui is like a <laughs> Pakistani reporter. <laughs> they I might, love that role. They might not be that into that, I guess. Yeah, but I just, I think like, again, it's it's a dark moment in the film, but it's not, it's not that horrible. It would be... <laughs> In a Western movie, I think it would be over the top, like, stranger danger, don't, like, don't talk to people, or don't get in a van, because mm-hmm. you'll get kidnapped, and then something will happen to you. Whereas in this, probably fairly realistic, actually. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate. And I think, I think kids would like this movie. Yeah, I think so. I think I would have liked this movie as a kid. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. It is funny, and it's like it's, and it's all Chochu too. Like yeah. the fact that he's just and such a—he's just such a stubborn little like <laughs> jerk most of the time. That's why you don't get tired of this being like uh, you know some magical movie about fixing a kid's blindness. You're kind of in it just because he's a funny character and you want him to get saved, but also you kind of like this their interplay. Yeah, the film is is not about like. It's about this, the journey. The societal issue. It's about, like, Chochu doesn't stand in for, like, blind kids everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. these these characters have personalities. Uh, and they feel, they feel like a real brother and sister. They're not. They're actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, like, I think it's a, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun adventure. And it's easy, it's easy to care for them. It's easy to care that, you know, this kid who lost his eyesight from malnutrition. Like, you, I mean, it's hard not to. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard not to care, exactly. So, yeah, I, I thought this was a lovely little movie. I really liked it. I'm glad we finally caught up with it. I would have liked maybe make the movie too long. But to see him actually see a movie, that yeah. would have been a nice touch. Like when he's... I d- Yeah, that's something we haven't gotten into is how much they talk about Salman Khan and Shah Rukh Khan. It's so sweet. It's pretty cute. It's so sweet. And Chocho even kind of dresses like Salman Khan Yeah, character. he's got like the same bracelet. Yeah, and he's got like an epaulette shirt. He's got a necklace. Like... Even though he can't see him, he's still kind of emulating him. And he also, like, kind of tries to fight people, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. Or he gets mad and punches the air. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like that. So we recommend both of these movies. Yeah, they're both really good. And that's that. Anything left to say? Was it nice to see some, like, some movies for children? Wasn't this a nice thing to do? Aren't you glad? It was nice. Like, this aren't you glad I didn't need make that you right watch time-traveling movies? Ugh, never again. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. This, we. I think, yeah. This is definitely a step up from the last set of movies we had to watch. Oh, well, the last set was the film noir ones. Those were good. Okay. Before that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been kind of stressful. 2020 hasn't been the greatest year, so. For anything. Or uh, from Baby Felix. I, yeah. I'm honestly just trying to think of anything else that's good that's happened at all. Yeah. So can I you? think. Try, can you think of anything we good? We hit a million downloads. Apart from that. Has any other good thing possibly happened once? I got promoted at work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, 2020 has been really stressful. So we kind of wanted to do this episode because it was just, it was nice. This is kind of what we needed right now. Just yeah. nice movies. They were nice. Yeah. 
All right, that brings us to the end of this episode. We will be back in two weeks. Will we be discussing, Matt? Oh, boy. Okay. Um, so we're having a great guest on yeah. who we really like. Yeah. I just don't know if we're going to like the movies. I don't know, but I'm sure he will. I know that he likes this movie. Yeah. So we're going to have Awesome Bernie on. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about, in much of the same way that we talked about uh, Judois 1 and 2. Yeah. And uh, Main Terra Hero. He wasn't on that one, but no. this is the same director, David Dawan. Yeah. We're looking at Cooley number one and Cooley number one. The reason we have to sh- had to shift our episodes is because Cooley number one with Rawan Dawan is coming out on Christmas Day. It's not like we're going anywhere. No, we're not going anywhere. We're going to stay home and watch it. We're going to watch the original Cooley number one. And we're going to have Austin Bernie on to educate us in the ways of David Dawan comedies. Yeah. Because, you know, this is, that's his wheelhouse. So yeah. we're excited to have him back. And that is 100% a thing that does not stuck with us. Well, I no. I, I kind of like my interior hero, but uh, I kind of like Jedwa too. Jedwa two, like Jedwa two, Jedwa two. I think Jedwa both had really good music. Yeah, I think about that hotel one a lot. Yeah, yeah, that one's a good one. And uh, the twin sound that they make, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, and also, what is it? Related motion, elastic motion. When your twin moves your arm, moves his arm, and then you have to move your arm too. It's this this very scientific fact we all know about. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be silly. It's going to be irreverent. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? At Bollywood Pod at Matt underscore B O W E S. That's Twitter. At, yeah. Yeah, you didn't say on Twitter. At Ernie Fraser. Yes. At is always Twitter. You know this. Okay. Bollywoodforlovers.tumblr.com. Facebook.com slash Bollywood is for lovers. If you're a fan of the show, you can leave us a star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We read all of our reviews out on air. While and you're there, something you... good's going to happen. Mm-hmm. While you're there, you can listen to my other show that I do weekly with, well, sometimes weekly <laughs> with Paul Matwichuk called Trash on the Movies. We're currently working on an episode um, kind of about black horror films. So we're discussing yeah. Candyman and Blackula. Yeah. We also want to say a big thank you to Becca Dalkey for our artwork. Uh, and to you for listening. Well, you know what? We're we're getting to the end of the year where we have to do our year-end wrap-up episode. So we'll probably put up a post to ask people what movies we should catch up with for our year-end episode. Yeah, don't screw me on this one. <laughs> well, the, the pickings are slim. I managed to not have to watch Boggy 3. So I'm pretty happy about that. But yeah. You just I'm, have to watch Boot. You just two. have to watch Boot. No, Boot Part 1, The Haunted Ship. Boot Origins. I don't know even yeah. what it's called. But like... I'm just looking at some of the stuff that's come out this year. Do I have to watch Lachmi? Yeah. So get rid of that. There's a lot of bad movies. <laughs> a lot of things that just went to streaming because they were not going to make any money in the theater to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pray for Mojo. <laughs> are you going to wrap up this episode? Are we done? Yeah. Okay.